0: Welcome back to 5050 Films. I'm Autumn. I'm Peter. And we have two special guests with us today. Kelsey and Izzy. My sisters are here. They were here for about a week, and while they were here, we thought it would be fun for them to pick out movies for us to watch. This is something we did a few times last year when we started the project, was have people with us choose the movies, but since we started the podcast this year, we now also have them on the podcast to discuss those movies with us. So Kelsey picked the first movie. She's going to tell you what it is and tell you a little bit about it. She just rehearsed what she was going to say, so hopefully it goes (laughs) smoothly um, and we'll fill in the gaps if we need to, and then we will discuss the movie. Go ahead. All right. So the movie was called Purple Hearts. And it's basically about a girl who has diabetes, she doesn't make a lot of money um, with her jobs that she has, and she's running out of insulin, she needs health care. She does not like the Marines or the Army or anything like that, hates those guys, (laughs) and so one day at her restaurant, they come in, and she meets a guy that she thinks is super sleazy, but he needs health insurance just like she does. No she doesn't no, I made she that does up. She does he has it. He needs to get married. <laughs> <laughs> Good thing I rehearsed this. He needs money. He needs money because he did drugs and so the, he owes a drug dealer money and so they end up getting married so she can have the health insurance and he can make more money in the army. Good job. (laughs) This practice of marrying for those benefits is illegal, so that's an undertone throughout the whole movie, is that they could get caught because of what they're doing. So, we're going to go around and say what everyone thought about this movie. I personally rated it bad but good because it was probably one of the easiest movies to make fun of that I have ever watched, and all four of us were kind of taking jabs at it the whole time we were watching it. But I also thought the concept was fun, and I thought the acting was fine. You know, I didn't think it was bad at all, and, um, the characters were interesting. There were just definitely some, like, very cheesy elements to it. What about you, Peter?
1: Uh, I'm gonna rate this movie awful, um, I really didn't enjoy it at all. Um, the, uh, for me, the, the, like, both the acting and the cinematography felt like something that was probably, I mean, it was a Netflix original, right? But we've yeah. seen really high quality Netflix originals. Um, this one looked like they filmed it for either like the CW or, um, Hallmark, like to that level. Like the cinematography was kind of CWE. Um, the acting for me was kind of hallmark level. Um, there was only a couple of like redeemable actors for me, um, and I thought the uh, the overall messaging was just weird and rather poor. Uh, so that's kind of like my, my like quick rating.
0: Okay, fair enough, Kels. What did you think? You have to let them know uh, your how you experienced the second half of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I liked it <laughs> from what I saw because I fell asleep during the end of it. But um, I thought the actors did a good job acting. I like Hallmark movies, so Ooh. a little biased. Um, but I liked the acting. I thought the songs and the lyrics were kind of cheesy. wasn't really into that too much. Um, fell asleep. Apparently, they fell in love, that's what I'm told. We love <laughs> a happy ending. So, I don't know, I liked it. I'll have to watch it again, though. Okay, and I would rate it also bad but good, because I liked the part where it showed like her diabetes and the fact that she can't afford more insulin, because that's like a big problem that some people have to face. Um, but I'm also a very, like, character-driven person, and I only really liked one character, and that was Frankie. And I really did not like the main guy. Like, I- he had some redeemable moments, but overall I didn't- didn't like him. What was his name again?
1: Luke?
0: Luke, yes. What <laughs> was it? Uh, I was thinking Colin. Who Think is Colin? Cassie. There's a Colin in the other movie we watched. Oh, okay. yeah. I'm getting yeah. ahead of myself. Yes, Cassie and Luke. Yeah, Weed Boy Colin. We'll get that. Oh, <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Um, okay, so the next way let's do this is I want us to all go around and think about a scene from the movie that sticks out to you. I think this is the best way to organize this with four people instead of trying to have our normal one-on-one discussion. Think about a scene that sticks out for you for a good, bad, neutral reason, and we can all talk about it. Something that's been on my mind that I haven't brought up to any of you yet because I was saving it for this is it made me so anxious when that drug dealer tried to run him over with his truck. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> because at the beginning of the movie, this Marine, Luke, is just going for a run and all of a sudden this truck is just trying to run him down, run him over. And at first they make it look like it's maybe a coincidence or an accident, but then he takes this like off the beaten path way around, and the truck is still coming after him, and then he climbs over a fence to avoid it, and the truck starts ramming into the fence, and you don't realize it's someone he knows until afterwards, and at first it looks like they're friends. He's just like, oh, Jono, it's you! And they, like, do their bro handshake, you know, how the the bros do. And, yeah, that just stressed me out. Anyone else have a... a, (laughs) Anything to say about uh, the that opening introduction to Jono? There's I did think that that was a pretty, like, powerful way to introduce that character, because, like, you don't really know what to expect, and it was a very violent introduction. Yeah, I thought that was weird. Like, was mm-hmm. he trying to kill him? Like, I, I thought you wanted his money, I don't know. Yeah. Like, he does try to kill him. So yeah. yeah, Does he? I missed. that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a the whole parking garage thing It always happens in a parking garage uh. Peter, can you think of any scenes That stick out to you? No, he ain't I mean,
1: <laughs> I don't know about Scenes, but I got a plot thread that really Made me upset Have at it. So this is like supposed to be a Feel good movie, and by the end of the movie They're in love, and oh, they're having This great relationship now And I mean I didn't see a lot of consequences catching up with people's actions in this movie the only because they set up this whole scam of the US government and like I don't give a shit about that like that's fine whatever go ahead you know, get as much money from Uncle Sam as you possibly can uh, but the the reason is to pay off this drug dealer guy and then the drug dealer they, they, he, this dude gets in like a, an accident IED explosion whatever um, not the drug dealer No, no, the, the Luke main character Maureen you know, guy. Definitely a Trump supporter guy um, And uh Yeah, it, he's like He gets in an accident And the, the drug dealer, like, for whatever reason Just can't possibly He must not have anything else going on Because he just can't possibly, you know Wait to get any more of his money Even though this dude's like in Intensive physical therapy Because both of his legs got shattered by a by a mine. But, um, so, like, there, there's this whole, like, lack of, uh, this, like, unreasonable urgency from the drug dealer's part to, you know, kick the movie down the, kick the can down the, the uh, the sidewalk, right? And so, we, we have that, and then he, the, the drug dealer, like, takes me too far, this dude goes, beats the shit out of the drug dealer in a, in a parking garage, gives him all of the rest of the money, Says we're done. The drug dealer, who now has gotten all of the money he needs, then turns the guy in to the authorities. For I don't think there's a kickback reward for that. He just, just the drug that, dealer so. wins. Okay, which is fine, I guess. <laughs> he, the, the 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 moral of the story is basically: if your girlfriend's gonna be a fucking movie star, it's fine to be arrested by the United States Marines, dishonorably discharged and have somebody take a whole shitload of money from you and completely fuck you over. She is a
0: rock star. Okay. Rock star, that's Alternative
1: what to say. rock. Yeah. <sighs> so like like and so not only does the drug dealer have absolutely zero consequences and wins, he wins. He yeah, wins fair. and then continually, right. and then fucks over Luke even further. Luke loses hardcore, loses his like position in the military, a dishonorable discharge, which means he can't get shit for jobs for the rest of his life. But it doesn't really matter because she was he was her muse while all she while he was over in you know in, in Iraq and now he now he's like he's he's back and you know he gets out of prison military prison which looks the same as having a regular prison charge on your you know on your permanent record and now like it doesn't matter that he's probably never going to be able to get a real job ever again because she'll just support him and they're in love it's fine they'll they'll run down the beach and Beige tones, <laughs> like kissing each other. It's it's okay, you know. Everything's ruined, but it's not ruined because she's a, she's a movie star now, which is the side plot. She's
0: not a movie star. Or it's yeah, like she's, no, she's, rock a, star. she's
1: a rock star now. like, oh, okay. All the problems are fixed. It's fine. It was it was supremely unsatisfying. It
0: is Paul to watch Murphy that in that way for sure.
1: <laughs> like like and, and his I mean his dad finally and like yeah the other side plot was that he wanted his dad to respect him which. His dad respects the fact that he takes full credit for the the government fraud and goes to prison for it. He's like, All right, I I am proud of you, son. <laughs> like was a big like plot beat. That's very hallmarky to me. And I was like like uh, okay, you're proud of him. I mean, he's now part of the prison system and that whole problem with the country <laughs> we just went from big pharma bad to Oh, well, it's fine that he was in prison, because he does need to worry about it. I
0: feel like this movie just needed some fine-tuning, though. I, I feel like a guess? lot of things happened way too fast. Like, it was like, oh, his dad is happy with him now? Like, Kelsey's probably like, I just learned the whole back half of this movie right now. <laughs> yes. <for> a second. <laughs> um, But I feel like, I really, truly feel like it had the bones to yeah. be better. It just wasn't fleshed out well. And I wonder if with these Netflix originals and things like that, like, they just
1: are hitting deadlines, you know what I mean? Yeah, I... This movie was one of the ones that I saw the name of it, and, like, two stills out of the Instaplay trailer on Netflix, and I'm like, never gonna watch that. <laughs> and scrolled down. So, actually I actually went both of these movies to this week, so these are, like, the things that I would never have picked. So it was kind of interesting to kind of see them. And That's then, the point. Actually, kind of unfortunate that I didn't like either of them, because it would have been really nice to have, like, a surprise. Um, but...
0: Okay, Kelsey, anything from the first half of the movie that sticks out to you at all? Um, the only thing that I can think of that I just, like, didn't like, didn't like, I guess, but, like, when he was in the wheelchair and he had to go up (laughs) all those steps to her apartment. Yeah, that was stressful. (laughs) Like, I don't know, that just was weird that they did that. And then they always had to have, like, people come and get him to bring him down. It was like, I get they're they're married, you know, they are legally married, but, like, they could stay with his parents or his brother and still be married. They don't have to- it's not like if they're not living in her apartment alone, they're not married. Yeah. Yeah. But then how are you gonna do the shared bed? Yeah. What about you, Is? Um, I think a big one for me was when she went to, like, the first dinner with all of the guys and their girlfriends, (laughs) and then, the just so many insults, and so many overused liberal insults specifically, and talking about how, um, just, like, guns are the answer to other violence and just stuff that... It, yeah, I just couldn't... That's a good point to bring up. They have very different political views. Like, he literally calls her a snowflake yeah. after they just mm-hmm. got married. It's like, alright, well, good luck with-. Apparently, that all comes to terms by the end, because like Peter said, in the end, they're running down the beach <laughs> happily in love. So I guess mm-hmm. political differences, major political differences, just don't matter. Which is crazy, because, you know, political differences are like life value differences. Yeah. I will say I liked when she added the American flag to the um, Black Lives Matter and LGBT mm-hmm. flags that she had hanging off of her porch. I thought that that was really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't remember that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure that was in the beginning. So. Oh, was it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
1: it was it was during the we have to keep up this illusion of being married so she put up an American uh, flag next to Black Lives Matter and I, I I think the fact that, that she sort of so readily abandoned a lot of her convictions as to why this guy was a problematic piece of shit, um, I think that really hurts her as like a, fem- like a female character, right? Like, she's supposed to be like this strong female character, especially towards the beginning. She's like, you know, she's an alt rocker, you know, very much like into like the activism kind of stuff. And then very quickly it's just like, oh, but he's hot, and, and he's, not, and really. he's <laughs> and yeah she, he was. She, she like she like dives into this like this like you know romanticization of this guy as like, oh my soldier who's coming back home to me, and that's like that's like like the weakest female character trait you get. That's like the damsel in distress, like please come back to me kind of thing. It's like come on. You know? No,
0: I definitely agree, because it was kind of cool to see someone who had so many similar beliefs to me. Like, I felt like I related to a lot of what she believed in the beginning, and then she, like Peter said, she just so easily, like, gave that up. Yeah, that did bother you. You were talking about <laughs> Yeah, <that>. and <laughs> I know that was one of, like, the big things where we were talking about how they moved too fast, because he was such a jerk to her in the beginning, and he was just so, like disrespectful and everything and then she was still, like, willing to get with him right away. It was so weird because when they were in person, he was so mean to her but then when they were, like, skyping when he was on tour, he was so nice to her and all the other Uh guys, all the other marines he was with, even the one who was, like, a real dick to her... We're all just, like, super... They're like, sing for us, Cassie! It's <laughs> gonna lift our spirits! It's like, it felt so out of character for who they were when they were all together in person. Yeah. There are two positive characters that we have to discuss before we wrap up this movie. The first is Frankie. Yay! I love Frankie. Did you like Frankie, Peter? Yeah, he was fine if Peter says he was fine, you know, he was the I knew the best he was going to die immediately, movie. though. <laughs> he, he
1: did die. I was like, was someone, someone's going to get killed, and someone, and it's he, you know, it's, it's the best character yeah, of the movie. Yeah. He, he's going to die, and the other guy's going to be crippled for a while. Like, I felt
0: like even the Frankie death, though, was very, like, abrupt. Yes. Like, it just happened so fast. Like, it was like, Oh, like he's injured, and by the way, Frankie died. <laughs> like, and then yeah. it was just like I don't know, and I think, think it would have been a bigger deal. I think that brings up the whole plot of the engagement ring that oh Frankie gives to Cassie. <laughs> I was trying and to and talk then, about happy positive things. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. No, this is but, important. So, Frankie is he wants to get like he wants to get engaged with his girlfriend Riley, yep, right? Riley. Yeah, but his mom wants him to wait because he's pretty young, so he gives Cassie the engagement rings because he's in on their whole little scheme so that they can pretend, or they are married, so that they can get married, and then he ends up not coming back, so then Cassie is left with this ring that's meant for another girl, and then at the funeral she gives it to Riley, and it's just it's so weird. Like it's, It is. It makes me uncomfortable. I said too, Peter, I was like, if you let another chick walk around with my engagement ring for like a year... I would not want it back. I wouldn't want it. Like, no. <laughs> yeah, that was weird. The maybe best of all character of the movie... Does anyone know who I'm going to say? It's Luke's brother. It was Peaches, the Golden Retriever. <laughs> <laughs> oh! <laughs> we love Peaches. She uh, gets... Cassie gets Luke a service dog that he doesn't want, and then, you know, as, as all grumpy <laughs> grumpy men learn... You, you don't want the dog until you actually have a dog and then you're obsessed so he, <laughs> he and Peaches become besties and Peaches is also part of that ending montage of them <laughs> being in love on the beach as she should be Yeah. so that's Purple Hearts that's the first movie we watched uh, as you can tell Peter is uh, not enthused just wait till we get to the second movie but before we get there we are gonna take a media break <laughs> Our first media break category is movies that we watched apart from each other. I actually don't have any this time around. I usually have a Marvel rewatch movie to recap, but because my sisters came to visit, I skipped this week. So I'll be back with the Marvel rewatch next week, but I personally don't have any movies to
1: report. I watched a movie called One Up um, with my buddy. Uh, It was really bad. (laughs) <laughs> um, the movie was, and I mean, like, like just bad. And that both of us were like, "Oh my god, what the? This is so fucking really terrible." So it's a, it's a, it's a movie about esports gamers. Um, it's like a, the concept is the main character is a is like a she's a a girl. Um, she's in, she's like an esports she's an esports scholarship for this university. Um, and then you know, all of the male members of the team are being are portrayed as like horribly sexist pieces of shit um it's a BuzzFeed movie mm-hmm. um so uh the uh there's like one of the one of the guys on the team is actually a nice person everyone else is a dick so she quits cause they're being horrible to her makes her own uh all female game team um which I mean you know in theory doesn't sound like it would be that bad if I'm honest but um it, it because it's just like like it, it's just really poor a lot of the jokes fall flat instead of getting the licensing rights to an actual video game like league of legends or um like any esport game any of them at all would have been fine smite dota something uh they they made, the, made up this fake legend of the elder orb game uh and they did a lot of vfx work making it look Real, I think they did it in Unreal 4, so it looked a little bit like... The animations were kind of Fortnitey. y um, It was bad. It wasn't good. Uh, they, a lot of the jokes fell flat. I, I got excited. There were, like, two or three good jokes that I thought were, like, actually funny. Everything else was just kind of, like... Bleh. Um, and then I, I noticed at one point that there was a board game on this dude's shelf that I remember playing with my friends, and I got all excited. But other than that, like... I think the, the funniest joke in the entire movie was when they played against a group from Kansas City and they, one of the guys from the Kansas City team like in the background while we're watching the, the girl group set up goes, come on guys, <laughs> we gotta win this or we'll get sent back to Kansas City and nobody wants to be there. And for the person from Kansas City to say that I thought it was pretty fucking hilarious because I've heard horrible things about Kansas City and it was just really funny to have the people from Kansas City make fun of Kansas City thing. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, other than that, it was it was just really, really resoundingly mediocre. Um, the main character, um, there was the trope where the main character becomes an asshole, uh, like, about two-thirds of the way through the movie, and then redeems herself at the very end. So it was, like, it was just really frustrating to watch, and it wasn't fun. Um, I've seen other movies that have similar, like, reviews, it's like two and a half stars on Amazon, uh, I've seen other movies that have two and a half stars on Amazon, there's one called Noobs, which is a group of dudes that are, um, Gears of War players, this came out a while ago too, I watched this in high school, and I really enjoyed that, and I think it was just because, they were, they like, the reactions about the game seem more genuine, because they're actually playing Gears of War in the, in the game scenes, which is a real video game, so, like, the fact that they made a fake game for this, I think was, a really like the start of why, of, like, where it was kind of, it just felt cringy the whole way through. And then a lot of the jokes were just kind of bad, and they portrayed, like, every single, like, male gamer on on the team except for the one redeemable kid as, like, just a horrible person. So it was just, like, it was it's was, it was it kind of a rough watch. But we made fun of it and uh, kind of cringed our way through it, and, yeah. It was all right.
0: Have you watched any movies recently, Kels? Izzy and I just watched Where the Crawdads Sing in oh, theaters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I... fell asleep during that one, too. In the actual theater this time? (laughs) But only for, like, 15 minutes, maybe. Mm -hmm. But I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I really enjoyed it, too. So it's basically about this girl named Kaya who grew up in the marshes of, like, South Carolina, I think. And one by one, her family starts to abandon her for different reasons. Many of them is because her dad was abusive. And then, um, she kind of learns how to live on her own, and she meets this boy named Tate, and they, (laughs) Trent, (laughs) as Kelsey would say, because she missed that part of the movie, (laughs) and so they kind of, like, fall in love, and then he goes off to college, and he realizes that he doesn't think Kai would fit into that world, so then she starts hanging out with, like, the town, like... Big shot. shot. star, Chase yeah. Andrews. <laughs> and then, so at the beginning of the movie, you learn that Chase Andrews is dead. And they think it was a murder, and they the whole town thinks that Kaya did it. And so it's kind of like this back and forth between Kaya growing up and Kaya at the trial. And I think when I first watched it I watched it right after I read the book and I thought the book was really good and so obviously they have to like cut some stuff out uh, to make the movie like short enough to show in theaters and it was missing a few of like the key stuff that I really liked from the book so like the first time through watching it I was like okay this is good but I think when I think back to it I think it was really well done because the stuff that I was like holding on to that was kind of like, oh I wish that had been in there, it's not necessary for the plot. It was just stuff that I like to see. So I think, I think it was well done and I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed it too. And I'm, I didn't read the book first, but now I'm reading the book. So So it was that good. Different (laughs) perspectives there, but yeah. Uh, as far as TV shows that Peter and I are watching together, there's not much new to report. We're still watching Love Island Season 8. We're actually going to have a backlog of episodes to catch up on, because we haven't been watching it while my sisters have been here, so we'll have some of that to catch up on, and we're still watching Jane the Virgin. We're on Season 2. I think we're getting towards the end of Season 2, but I'm not 100% sure. I think so, too. You think so, too? Okay. And as far as myself, I think I've watched one episode of The Real Housewives of Atlanta, and I have watched two more episodes of Little Witch Academia with my friend Gina, which is a Netflix anime about a magic school. I have said before, Gina calls it the Harry Potter-Dora the Explorer crossover the world didn't know that they needed. Um, it's, (laughs) It's fun, but I'm not loving it. The episodes are a little bit disjointed, and both Gina and I have said that if we were watching it on our own, we would have stopped by now, but because half the time we're, like, talking over the show and stuff anyway, it's actually pretty good for what we use it for. What are you watching, Peter?
1: I haven't seen shit. I don't even think i watched a single episode or anything, uh, in the last week.
0: Fair enough. We were on a bit of a Jane the Virgin kick. We were watching it more than usual, so.
1: Yeah, I definitely haven't watched anything.
0: Okay. Tell so, so what are you watching on TV? I am currently watching Riverdale. <laughs> um, I know a lot of people don't like the show, but hey, I'm giving it a chance. Get off my back. <laughs> She's Get saying off. that to me. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm currently on season two of that, and then the new season of The Bachelorette just came out, so I am keeping up with that as well. What about you, Izzy? So, I'm insane and I like to watch a million different shows at the same time because it always just depends on my mood. So I'm on season two of Emily in Paris and I've been enjoying that. Such a good show. Yeah, I've been enjoying (laughs) that. I like TV shows that take place in like big cities because I'm not used to that sort of setting. Um, my, one of my guilty pleasures is watching kids' shows, so I'm also watching a show called Miraculous, the Tales of Ladybug and Cat Noir. <laughs> Miraculous. Simply the best. Stop. <laughs> so, I mainly watch that for the Love Square, if you watch it, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. um... So I'm also watching... I just watched, like, two episodes of Moon Knight. I'm trying to finish that, and I'm really enjoying it. You've watched more than two. You just watched two today, but you yeah. haven't seen... Yeah, so I I. I have the last episode to watch, and then I'll be done. And that might be it.
1: So have you been watching Miraculous in order, or have you been watching it in Netflix's order? I've... Because Netflix has them <laughs> posted incorrectly, I think, if I remember they, correctly. They do, because
0: yeah. I watched the first... However many seasons Netflix has, that's how I watched it, and then, um, now I watch, they have it on Disney Plus now, so all the new stuff that's coming out is on Disney Plus, so now I'm watching it on there.
1: Is it in the right order on Disney Plus?
0: Yes. (laughs) Which is kind of infuriating. That's hilarious to me. (laughs) But, um, yeah, because Netflix has it, they have the Origins, which is supposed to be, like, you know, the first Mm. episode. They have it, like, in the middle of season two. Yeah, yeah. So you, like, watch all this stuff, and then all of a sudden you're back to the beginning when they first get their powers, and then you're back to the middle of everything, and it's just confusing. But, I don't
1: know. Yeah. I remember watching, like, most of Miraculous uh, in college in the student center. We (laughs) would just put it on the TV because it was, you know, the, the episodes are relatively entertaining. It's a kid's show, but the... The OP slaps. Like, the intro music is, like, it hits so hard.
0: (laughs) Have you watched, like, the newer stuff? Like, I think I'm on season four, I want to say. They changed the singer. It's the same song, but the... Interesting. I think the girl who sings it is, like, older now because it's supposed to be kind of like Marinette, and Marinette's older now. Yeah. So the voice is, like, lower,
1: but... Actually, I saw someone dressed as Miraculous Ladybug for... uh, London Comic Con, I think, it was, it was when I was did my like London trip, it was there was a Comic Con going on at the time, and uh, I saw someone dressed like that on the tube, I was like, I don't know exactly what show that is, <laughs> but I'm not going to say anything, because <laughs> it's a little weird.
0: To end the little TV segment, you'll remember that a week or two ago, Peter and I watched the stand-up special Glitter Room by Katherine Ryan. I knew my sisters would like it, so we watched that together last night, and they did like it quite a bit, as far as I could tell, unless Mm -hmm. they were lying. Um, and so we also watched Catherine Ryan's older special, In Trouble, uh, which I personally didn't like as much, but still really enjoyed. Yeah me I too. was going to say she had a few problematic jokes it's that didn't more sit right that yeah <laughs> but at the same time like overall it was pretty good. Yeah, she's great. I, I mainly wanted to show my sisters because they both love Hamilton and know all the songs and she has a great <laughs> bit about Hamilton towards the end of, of the Glitter Room special. So we had fun watching that together what is everyone reading i am 400 or so pages into a little life i have been giving updates the past couple episodes now i have gotten to very sad stuff that i have read that has been very hard to read um quite graphic um lots of trigger warnings for this book so if you're interested i really suggest looking that up um i am now in a segment called the happy years which izzy has assured me will genuinely be happy and then it will get bad again so
1: no.
0: <laughs> um that's where i'm at i am I'm, I'm technically still listening to we were dreamers the the simu uh audiobook i have not really made any progress on it but i am going to be going on a little bit of a road trip to see a friend soon so i think i'm probably going to finish it up then peter was supposed to be reading this week but then he didn't
1: no, I didn't read shit. Uh, I uh, I still want to get back into Invincible. Um, I most of the way through the second book, I think, or the second compendium, uh, and I just haven't I haven't gotten any further. So I'm probably still around like issue seventy five or something. But yeah, I I just haven't I haven't gotten any further. I almost I almost started reading the Princess Bride, but then I got. Uh, good news about job search stuff So I was Woo-hoo! just sort of distracted Woo! And, and uh, reading things on my phone And talking to my friends While we were at the beach when I was going to read So uh, it'll happen at some point soon I just haven't I've well, been in the mood for other stuff
0: Peter's about to be working at a library So who knows how much he'll be, he'll be reading When he'll be surrounded by uh, So many good books Kelsey already kind of talked about How you're reading Where the Crawdads Sing But you also finished a book well, you've yeah, been so I had been reading the After series, which is it's also Anna a series Todd, on right. Yeah, Anna Todd. It's also a series on Netflix, um, movies, and I just finished the third book, which was like eight hundred yeah. exactly. <laughs> and thirty-four pages. Exactly. I've been reading it all summer. Finally, finished it. So now I'm reading Where the Crawdads Sing, and then I'll probably get back into, there's one more book left in the series, so I'll finish that. I have a bunch of other books on my list, so (laughs) I'll just keep them, keep cranking them out. (laughs) So while I was here, I finished my second Emily Henry book, which is Book Lovers, and I really enjoyed that. That's about um, two New York City... One's in a book agent, and one is an editor, and it's kind of about them falling in love. And then I am reading Midnight Library right now, so I'm kind of in the beginning stages of that book, so I can't really say too much about it, but it has piqued my interest, so. And it's been on my TBR for a very long time. Okay, the last segment of the media break is video games. I have been playing Animal Crossing like I am either doing or not doing, and not playing any other video games because I don't play any. But I'm sure Peter will talk enough for all four of us.
1: Absolutely. Alright, so I um, have been continuing to play No Man's Sky. Uh, some, some more of my friends got into it, so we're just kind of like having fun uh, fucking around on different planets together. Um, I've also been uh... Oh, what did I jump back into?
0: No longer power washing things,
1: are you? No, I I, I skipped out of that for a little while. Um, I have also been playing uh, Call of Duty Advanced Warfare's campaign again. Uh, that came out when I was in uh, high school or college the first time, um, and it was. Uh, I mean, I remember having a lot of fun playing with it. Um, it's the one where you have like an exosuit skeleton thing on the back of your body, um, and it uh, you like can kind of just. It lets you, like, boost jump and stuff like that. Um, It's not... It's a little more janky boost jump than the more recent Call of Duties where you get, like, a jetpack. So it's, like... It was was a really cool, like, uh, transition from, like, this sort of boots-on-ground combat from Call of Duty Black Ops 2 and things like that into this sort of, we're going to give you some more uh, vertical mobility kind of thing. Um, But it always felt really visceral when when I was playing multiplayer back then. So I, I wanted to play the story again, so I I have I've kind of picked that back up and uh, I've just been kind of going through it. Um, the story's kind of straightforward at the beginning, at least. Uh, you're a marine, um, and like in your first mission, your best friend dies essentially, like right out of boot camp. Your first and you're getting deployed to Seoul, South Korea, because the North Koreans are invading, and it's like this crazy, you know, all these like high tech machines and stuff. Um, and yeah, it was it was it, it was pretty cool, uh, and so you and then like right after that you lose your arm in that incident, so you you end up part of a private military company called the Atlas Corporation, and they give you a new arm and all that kind of stuff. So you're kind of working on that kind of thing, um, and you're doing little missions for them. And that's where I'm at in that story right now. Uh, that's been pretty fun. I'm trying to think if I've put anything, if I've been doing anything else. I don't really think I have. I've been playing. I've been prepping stuff for Dungeons & Dragons as well. Um, we're getting into some pretty full swing in our second campaign. Um, I have some really interesting story hooks. Uh, we finished off these sort of, uh, like, pretty high-intensity uh, interactions of our first uh, sort of couple of sessions um, and, like, the, the massive, like, vehicle battle and stuff that we had at that time. That was really cool. Um, just sort of kind of, like kick the campaign up into high gear and we have, the the group is now going to be, uh, assisting escorting a mineral hauler uh, across this wasteland um, to pick up, like, this massive shipment of, like, hypermagical crystals so I'm really interested to see how that's gonna go see what kind of twists I'm gonna throw into the mix and, uh we'll see if they make it back in one piece
0: Either of you play any video games? Nope Nope, I didn't think so. All right, so that's it for the media break. We're gonna move on to Izzy's movie pick. The movie I picked was Not Okay, and it's what was the
1: movie, though? a what? What was the movie though? <laughs> I you, you said it, it wasn't it was okay, okay, but what was the movie? Oh, shut up! <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: called Not Okay, <laughs> and it's about a problematic photo editor who works for this magazine, and she wants to be a writer, but more importantly, she really wants to be famous, and in the beginning she even admits that she doesn't really care how, and so she fakes going on a writer's retreat in Paris, and she posts a picture a few minutes before a terrorist attack happens in the same location in Paris where she was supposedly at, and instead of coming forward and telling the truth. She continues with her lie and becomes, um, and she joins the support group for like all this PTSD for different situations. And so she becomes this big like activist with the help of her new friend Rowan, who was in a school shooting and she was part of the support group. So it's kind of all about how that lie is being spread and making her famous And then eventually, obviously, it has to come undone. (laughs) My favorite thing for this movie was that in the beginning they have their content warnings and they put unlikable main character as one of the content warnings, which I thought was so funny at the time. But I can see why they did it, because obviously they're not trying to promote the messages that she is she is promoting yeah um so i'm sure that was just a way to cover their backs like hey just so you know we don't actually believe any of this stuff she's saying mm-hmm. and we're just trying to make a point here um we'll do the same thing we did the last time we'll go around just give some brief thoughts i ended up rating it boring because we don't really have a rating on our scale for how i felt about it like i just don't really no. I it was low for me. I didn't really like it, but I can't rate it awful because I feel like there were some messages worth receiving in the movie. Uh and the general concept was was interesting like how can we the way we use social media end up backfiring on us? Like that kind of thing is just very interesting to me personally. I like I took a big Instagram break myself for the first five months of this year and it was just very enlightening and now anything about like social media and the way we use it and how it affects our brains is like super interesting to me. So I liked those aspects of the movie. And it's not necessarily that I think it was boring. It's more that I like it was very predictable. The only thing I wasn't sure of was how it was going to end up for the main character. And I ended up being pleasantly surprised with that. Because she's not redeemable, and if the movie had tried to redeem her and make her likable at the end, I, I would have rated this awful. I think.
1: Uh, this was awful. Uh, I I that content warning for un, 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 unlikable main character. Um, that is one of those things that I, not only are they trying to distance themselves from like her actions in the movie, that's also a for people like me who think that that kind of movie is absolutely like awful. I, I don't like hating the main character. I think I'm here to enjoy the main character's success, um, or, or failure, but if they fail, I want them to be, like, at least, like, cool or entertaining about it, and I just, like, this is a main, one of the main complaints I had about that shitty, uh, god anime or whatever that I watched, or I can't even remember the name of it, which is probably good, because it was really bad, um... That movie, that anime sucked because the the main character, like he's got all these superpowers, but he's just a whiny little baby the whole time about it, and he doesn't want to use them all, and it's it, it was it was just like just awful to watch because he's just like oh you know he could have done something about this, but well, he's not doing anything because he's a little whiny little baby and he can't hang he can't hang. Uh, this character was just an asshole, like the whole time, and I mean like I think the only positives about this movie in my opinion, are they had the actor who played Dopinder in Deadpool, which was awesome. I love that guy. He's great. Um, He was a very small side part, so, you know, we only got a couple little jokes out of him. Didn't get much. Um,
0: And you missed one of them because you were in the bathroom. (laughs) Yeah, I guess. Yeah.
1: There was... I I really enjoyed... They had a cameo from Mega64. Two of the guys, I think it was Sean and Aaron from Mega64. Or maybe Todd and Aaron. I don't remember... I don't know their specific names because I've just seen a bunch of their videos. Um, they're, those guys are hilarious. They used to do videos like, like sort of in public, Eric Andre style skits. But it was like, you know, I think one of them was he was like making fun of some game where you just go eat a bunch of stuff like all the time. You just like he was like making like he was eating garbage out of the garbage can and stuff like that. Uh, and it, it, they were, these, these just guys, guys who do over the top stuff. So you know, if they got approached by the studio, like Searchlight, who they did this movie, to be like, "Hey, could you guys be these horrible people who are gonna dox this like awful person?" They're like, "Oh, absolutely. That would be. That sounds hilarious." And they, oh, they played it up super hard. Like, it's them like yelling into the camera. There's like bad like green screen graphics mm-hmm. behind them. It was really funny. And like, I, I'm like cackling, laughing, and Autumn's looking at me like that's horrible they're like saying that they should kill him. I'm like I'm not laughing at the that's it's just, just because I, I've seen these guys for like I mean their videos are like 6-7 years old like I've known these guys forever and like their brand of comedy is like this is like exactly what you would want them to do in a movie if you wanted them to be like the crazy online people um, but that so that was really cool to see them at the beginning and the end of the movie uh, and then their music choices are pretty good and I guess the characters passed the Bechdel test for the most part which Love was that. fine. Um, the Bechtel cool. test is a—it's a measure of—I don't know. I, I want to—I don't want to describe this incorrectly. Of, of like, it's like female characters. Female involvement. Characters. Characterization. Yeah, they,
0: they have like two female characters in a scene together where they don't talk about a guy. Like, yeah. two, uh, female yeah, like kind of two female characters. That kind of Two female
1: characters. They have to have a conversation, and they in that conversation they don't talk about men. Yeah. Which does happen. This movie passes that test, which is good because it's it's stronger female characters because they're not always focused around like the sexist ideal of I want to go have sex with that guy which first movie did not pass the (laughs) Bechdel test unless you count her talking to her mom about diabetes or whatever which I guess you could maybe but but like most of her conversations with her like female friends were talking about him the marines how much they hated those guys when they came in and it's like they do not really pass very well yeah, it's like a, it's like a measure of like how strong your female characters are in a movie or or any kind of work. You have it in like books too. Interesting. But yeah, but so like the, had that going for it. But I hated the main character so much that I it just sort of. To. I but I I know and that doesn't make it a good movie to me. I know I didn't they like it. They did what movie, they were but... what we were trying to do, but I still hated it. <laughs> like you know, like good for them. The production quality wasn't terrible. You know, like unlike the first movie where I didn't like the cinematography. Like this one was fine. Like it looked fine. But it was very Don't Look Up for me, where it's like, oh, they put a lot of money into this, they got some good actors to do some stuff, uh, they tried really hard, like, it looks nice, but I just hate it. (laughs) I hate the story, I hate everything about that. It
0: reminded me of Don't Look Up too, which, if you've listened to this podcast at all, I'm sure you already know, that's me and Peter's least favorite movie we've seen this year. Um... Kelsey, what did you think? Did you stay awake through this one? I did. Woo! Um, so, I don't remember your rating scale. Just give but... your general feelings, and I'll tell you what you would rate it. Okay, so <laughs> I actually viewed this like way different than everyone else. Um, I really enjoyed it. I think that it just showed how great of an actress Zoe Dache is by being able to pull off a character that you literally just cannot stand. Like, you just, you hate her the whole time, and it shows, like, she's just so all about herself that she, you know, says, like, I wish I would have been around for 9-11, like, I missed it. Like, that's so <laughs> awful, but I also think that it shows how some people act nowadays. Like, some people really do have that mindset that she had in there, and I think that's kind of, like, good to see for people, you know, our age or whatever. Um, but I do think she did such a great job acting, making you hate her, making you cringe and get secondhand embarrassment, like, the entire time. Oh, yes. But that's another thing, like, I like when movies can make you feel something, and I felt awkward (laughs) (laughs) the entire time, but I like that, like, I like being able to have those emotions taken, you know, like, I like being able to feel that way, um. So like if I'm watching like a romance, like I want to feel the love. So like this is awful. I want to feel that awkward wanna secondhand affair. <laughs> I want to feel like she's horrible and <laughs> how's this gonna end? But yeah, I really enjoyed it, and I think the actors and the actresses in the movie did a really great job. Um, loved Rowan's character. Um, but yeah, I really liked it. So if you had to choose, would you say it was entertaining or memorable? Mm-hmm. Maybe a little bit of both. <laughs> a little bit of both, so yeah. something kind of in between. I definitely will remember it, yeah. <laughs> but okay, I was so also entertained by it, so. What did you think? It's, it's nice to hear a different perspective, <laughs> for sure. There's four of us here, like, we should have different opinions. <laughs> <laughs> um, I originally was going to rate it bad but good, but I think I'm going to rate it a little bit higher. So what? Underwhelming or entertaining are the two above that? Entertaining, maybe? Um, <laughs> I don't know. I originally was going... Like, I went into this podcast thinking I was going to rate both of them bad but good. But now that I really think about it, I, I mean, did listen get... listen to me. Yeah. Kelsey, Kelsey, <laughs> Kelsey, Kelsey swayed, swayed <laughs> <laughs> me. Um, I did get the intended message, and I thought that it was a good message to bring up, like, these people on social media specifically white people think that they can get away with this type of stuff and it's not fair to anyone around them or anything like that and it kind of just shows how see and I feel like this one this one's better at showing like the consequences of people's actions as compared to the other movie that we watched and I really enjoyed Rowan's character I thought that I don't know, I just thought that what her message was was also very important, so I think that they put a lot of significant, like, current event messages into this movie. Especially at the end, when she was like, maybe I'll forgive you someday, but, like, I'll never forget what you did. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. like, it's nice to see that she's like, well, I don't forgive you now, and I really hate what you did, and I will remember that, but, like maybe someday, but still, like, left it as, like, we're not friends anymore right Mm -hmm. now, you know? And a a huge point of it is that this Zoe Date's character, Danny Sanders, wants to be famous, like Izzy said, does not care about the cost, and so Rowan Aldrin, who she befriends, who was in the school shooting, is already uh, a famous person on social media because she does slam poetry, she speaks out against gun violence... And Danny sees that and thinks that she can use it for herself. She steals the words "I am not okay" from Rowan in a conversation they're having and creates it into a hashtag. And you just see the kind of person that Rowan is because because she knows that Danny took those words from her, but she like lets her have it. Mm-hmm. But then at the end, after Danny is made, it's proven that Danny has been you know lying to her and to everyone else. Uh, Rowan then you know, goes and says, like, these were my words. I let you have them, but essentially, like, you did not deserve to use them to make yourself famous. Mm -hmm. Can anyone think of any scenes they want to talk about from this movie? Peter's already shaking Mm -hmm. his head. Peter's like, can we please stop talking about this movie? I
1: already brought up how I thought it was hilarious that the Mega64 guys were in part of the, like, this person is awful montage. And the, the whole, like, at the end, they're like, they're like this is her address, serial killers, if you want a trial run, go to her house. <laughs> it's like, holy shit. <laughs> I was like, you know, over the top. And I thought it was kind of, I, I mean, I thought it was hilarious because it was those guys, but I can yeah. see why other people would be like, oh my god. Like, you know, because to do that to a real person would be absolutely horrible. Even if they're mm-hmm. a piece of shit, you should never dox anybody. Yeah. Like, that's just, that's awful. That's, that's horrible. I feel
0: like that Sorry, I feel like that kind of brings up like the whole cancel culture thing too where it's like you can't somebody can be a really awful person online and do something like Danny Sanders but there's still a line for like people who like who see them online or encounter them online that they shouldn't cross they're yeah, still a-, a human and you can dislike them you can hate what they did you shouldn't, like... Yeah. Yeah, there's a difference between not supporting someone and putting their address online... Calling for harm? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Calling for harm, yeah. Yeah.
1: Like, you might wish somebody gets punched in the face, but you shouldn't ever, like... Uh, try to happen. make it happen. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Like,
0: ugh. Um, we alluded to weed boy Colin in
1: the...
0: <laughs> while we were discussing the first movie. What's everyone's stance on Colin? This is uh, Dylan O'Brien's character... I loved it <laughs> I didn't like Notice she said she loved it and not that she loved him Right <laughs> That's I That's important um, How he acted as the character I specifically loved the part when Harper was yeah. the girl, yeah. When yeah. she That's was really like funny. you're from Maine Like yeah. we know and he's just like Okay, Harper. Okay, like, yeah, whatever. Kills Harper kills his accent. <laughs> like oh, before that, he's talking like real, real. I don't know. Like, oh, I that's, oh that's yeah, wild, bro. And then yeah. she yeah, sits like, talking... on.
1: like, yeah, okay, Harper. Whatever. We yeah. know. We, we know things about each other. All right. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was really funny. I forgot about that. I'm glad you <laughs> that was. That
1: up. I actually really enjoyed that scene. That was hilarious. Yeah. So um, I
0: liked that. Um, and I liked his acting. Like he did a really good job acting. I didn't like the character, per se. Not a good character, but he did a really good good job playing him. I thought his character was funny, a good use of, like, comic relief most of the time, and um, I liked kind of how he was unlikable, mm-hmm. but still nothing in comparison to Danny. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. That is mm-hmm. a really good point, because even there's like a scene where they have sex in a bathroom at a party, and then he doesn't call her back, and then three days later he's like, hey, wanna chill? Like, he's clearly not a very good guy. But, yeah, in comparison to all the things that Danny has done and the people that she's hurt, he doesn't really seem that bad. He <laughs> yeah. really doesn't. Um, Dani is found out because one of the people at her work is suspicious of her and finds the- that she has been editing photos putting herself in paris uh online because she left her work laptop at work open for anyone to access um and so this coworker comes over to her house and says honestly it's very uh, as nice as she probably could be about it in that she says like i will give you the chance to, to do this, or I will write an article that will probably really help my career <laughs> exposing you. So, um, if, but I'm going to give you the opportunity to out yourself, which was probably nicer than she deserved, to be honest. Um, but speaking, of, speaking of doing, you know, having her laptop and stuff at work, when she outs herself, <laughs> she sends it from work. So she, in her glass office. Yeah. So everyone at work <laughs> is just like, uh, looking around. at her, her yeah, office. and Ro- <laughs> Rowan comes to her office and confronts her there, and they're having a screaming match, and everyone's watching because, like as you said, the walls are glass. And <laughs>
1: they um, like, pretend that that's going to muffle all that. made me mad. glass, <laughs> like there's like they're, they're having like this silent screaming match. Everyone's looking through glass, like it's glass. Glass <laughs> is notoriously horrible at like it's insulating, like it's <laughs> and soundproofing, like. If you were that they were there close enough to the glass that you'd be able to hear them through the glass yeah. screaming at each other, it would not have been silent.
0: I was gonna say I think that was a weak point because I would have liked to hear
1: how Danny
0: tried to like excuse her actions. Yeah, to felt kind of lazy to yeah to muffle. Like out. I would have liked to hear that fight. Um, and then the movie ends. Izzy, do you want to talk about the ending? Because I know you. Oh. We were about it on a walk. Okay. Last night so, we're pretty like I, I I said earlier, Danny is not redeemed. Mm-hmm. So the last part of the movie, its whole title is actually I'm not redeemed. And <laughs> so Danny goes to this thing called, I think it's Act Up. Yep. And it. Rowan has been rehearsing for it this entire movie. She's doing a slam poem on stage. It's for people in the area who are viewed as very talented. And so Danny, after like she's exposed and everything, decides that she wants to apologize to Rowan in person. Actually she doesn't decide it. Harper tells her that she owes her an apology and then Danny decides to try and apologize in person, which I think is an important point. And so she goes, and she watches, and Rowan comes out on stage, and this part was a little predictable, but she changes her slam poem into a poem about Danny, kind of, and we kind of talked about this, but she claims the whole I am not okay back. Kelsey brought up how, um, she kind of just, like, I forgot what I was going to say, but she kind of, like, claims those words back and talks about her experience Oh, yeah, and says that she's not ready to forgive her yet. She might in the future, but she won't forget, and they'll never be okay. And I think that was one of my favorite parts of the movie, because Rowan, this really strong character who gets brought down by the lies that Danny decides to spin up, Um, she gets the last word, and Danny walks out without apologizing, and I think that that was the right way for the movie to end. Which she originally, like, it looked like she planned to apologize, she planned to get up on the stage and Mm -hmm. say something, but thank (laughs) god she did not. Yeah. I think one of the parts of the movie that I had been thinking about over the past few days is Danny's sort of, like, guilt? So she never, like, outright, like, shows guilt except through seeing the bomber. So she saw Mm -hmm. what the bomber looked like on TV when she watched the news, and then as she's, like, spreading this lie and making it bigger and bigger, she sees, like, the bomber in specific places. And I, I don't know if I liked it or not because it kind of made me... It kind of reminded me of, like a PTSD response when she wasn't actually there. Uh-huh. So, like, if they were trying to make it look like, oh, that's her guilt manifesting, then it makes sense, but every time it just reminded me of, like, oh, this is how someone who was actually there would react, like, through PTSD. Yeah. And I was like, well, she shouldn't have that, so. Well, I think, going off of that, because my part that I enjoyed, or that I liked that they showed was when they were at the whatever, the riot... Rally? (laughs) The rally! Not a riot. Um, and, like, those guys threw the fireworks off the building or whatever, and Rowan has, like, this PTSD and they're showing that, like, some, like, when things like that happen it doesn't just go away, like, it sticks with you for a really long time. I do think that the bomber had to be guilt because in the end they show, like, it's her. Like, Mm -hmm. she sees the face and it's her face. And it's like basically, like, mm-hmm. you weren't there, you know? Yeah, like, and you don't get to feel this way. Yeah. yeah, the rally scene definitely made me upset with the main character even more, even though we all hated her anyway. But, um, because as they're like, as the security guard is carrying Rowan off because she can't move, she collapses because she's so afraid. Um,. Danny keeps shouting, they're just firecrackers, like as if she wants to go back up like, on keep stage. Going, like yeah. she wants it to keep going, even though her yeah. like supposed friend is having this awful reaction. Yeah. So I'd say overall when it comes to this movie, um, if you're okay with feeling uncomfortable and second <laughs> embarrassment during a movie like Kelsey, maybe you would like it. If that makes the movie experience unbearable for you like Peter, uh, maybe skip out on this
1: one. It's not even secondhand embarrassment, I just hated the main character. Like, secondhand embarrassment's fine. It's just, like, I just... Not to me. I, 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 I fully <laughs> just like hating a main character. So if you I, can ignore just, it it
0: how awful the main character is, that's not even what we did, though. But, I um... It's definitely just, like, a preference mm-hmm. for one or the other. Uh, so that's it for this week's episode of Fifty Fifty Films. Thanks, Kelsey and Izzy, for joining us. This was really fun. Uh, I hope the air conditioning in the background isn't too loud. We, Peter and I, usually do this in our office together with no fan. Uh, but with four of us in the middle of summer, it was uh, going to be way too hot to do that. So, thanks for joining us, and we'll be back, just me and Peter, next week.